Good morning. Today's verse is from Ezekiel 34, verses 11 through 13. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them <clears throat> into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all inhabited places of the country. How are you doing this morning? I'm also good, as usual. If you were with us last week, um, we are uh, thinking about Ezekiel chapter 34, if you want to go ahead and turn there um, again, uh, as was just, as was just uh, uh, read for us. We are thinking about this image of God's people as his sheep, as the sheep of, of the pasture. This is an image that we see all throughout Scripture, the Old Testament and the New, with God's people being described as his sheep and the great promises that, that the master of the house has, or the sheep, of his pasture. And even when the sheep leave, even when the sheep are lost, this great, great promise that at the master of the house will become the shepherd and will seek out his lost sheep. We see that in the life of Jesus. But we asked a question last week. Yes, we know that, that uh, the master promises to rescue his lost sheep, but let's go back a step. Why are there lost sheep in the first place? Our first instinct might be to blame external factors. Maybe it's the wolves. They're evil horses that are trying to penetrate the flock, and that's why sheep are being pulled away, and that may be a, contrib a, a contributing actor. Maybe it's the shepherds. Maybe because the shepherds are so bad, they're not leading the sheep how they're supposed to. Maybe that's, maybe that's why the sheep are becoming lost, and maybe bad shepherds is a contributing factor. But the prophet Ezekiel has this challenge. Last week we read his challenge to the shepherds, but he also has a challenge and an instruction to the sheep as well, to the sheep who remain. This challenge that the prophet has is not meant to discourage anyone. And in fact, by challenging the people, by challenging the shepherds and the sheep, the prophet is inviting the people to care and to uh, to care and to do something about what God desires for the sheep of his pasture. And so we're going to continue to work through Ezekiel chapter 34 to paint this picture of what a good shepherd looks like, but also to get an idea of what a good sheep looks like as well. To look at ourselves and ask, what more could I do? Because sometimes it's easy to point it's easy to point fingers and say, oh, well, they're not leading like they're supposed to be. Or, oh, it's because of, it's because of this reason or that reason that they're, they're, there are so many lost sheep. And instead of pointing 
angers when we see sheep who are lost. When there are sheep who do not have shelter, and as we saw last week, they're looking back towards home, and they're wondering where the shepherds are. They're saying, why are there no shepherds who are searching for me? When those sheep are lost, it is not just the shepherds who are called to do something about it. There's also an ask of the sheep who remain. Among our number here this morning, there are some who are shepherds and some who are sheep. And just because you are one and not the other does not mean that God does not have a deep, meaningful purpose for you in his pasture. And it does not mean that God does not desire to have a meaningful relationship with you. We're going to spend some time in Ezekiel 34 again this morning, and my hope is that as sheep and shepherds, we would be continually challenged and reminded of what God wants for us, what God has given us in the great gift of his son, but also what God is asking of us as well. He desires us to hunger and thirst for his word, and most importantly, he desires that we as the church are doing that together. So we have this picture. Uh, God's people as the sheep, God is the master of the house, and the spiritual leaders are the shepherds. We uh, talked about Israel last week and how the shepherds of Israel are the prophets and the priests, and the master of the house in this image is God, and the sheep, the sheep of the pasture, are the rest of the people of Israel. We also talked about how the church, there's this similar image where we have shepherds, we have elders, we have spiritual leaders who are helping to lead, lead the flock in the right direction, and we, and we have the sheep. That's, that's the rest of us, right? But where the image is different, where the image is not the same, is that for the people of Israel at the time of Ezekiel, there's a promise that God will rescue his lost sheep, and we're going to talk about that next week. For us, the church in 2023, that promise is answered. Jesus has came, Jesus has come, Jesus is going to come back to rescue his lost sheep, and that is where the image is different. Because even if the shepherds are really bad, even if the shepherds are really good, it does not matter, Jesus is the one who rescues his lost sheep. And this morning, we're going to see that even if the sheep are really bad, even if I am not the sheep that I'm supposed to be. God will personally rescue his sheep. He will personally rescue those who are seeking him. But once we have been rescued to the sheep who remain, so to speak, we are all given shepherding responsibilities. It's not just the, it's not just the spiritual leaders. Those who teach and lead are, are certainly held to a higher degree of responsibility, but the sheep who remain, there's still work that needs to be done. And when there are sheep that are out there and they are lost, like, like we saw last week, and they're looking for shelter, maybe they're even asking, where are the shepherds? Who will rescue me from the, the troubles that I have found in this life? Maybe that's something that you felt. You've been in a place where you have wondered, who is going to rescue me from the place in life that I'm in? As, we, as I, I think we'll see here, starting in verse 20, there's a responsibility for all of us to be seeking those who are lost. 
sheep need good shepherds. Just a quick reminder of what is asked of the shepherds. Shepherds are to nourish those who are hungry. Shepherd are to heal those who are injured. Shepherd are to seek out those who are strayed and lost. And when the shepherds are poor, when the shepherds' hearts have become hardened, like we saw at the beginning of Ezekiel chapter 34, it's the sheep who pay the price. But sheep community, sheep kind, if you will, is also affected a lot by sheep. You see that sheep, I think, might have a greater influence on sheep than shepherds. Sheep might have a greater influence on sheep than shepherds. And we'll see a little bit of that this morning as well. Before we read in Ezekiel 34, I would invite you to put on your, crea- your most creative hat that you can, because we're going to be talking a lot about sheep. But if you'll indulge me in the sheep talk, I think you'll see that what, what we're really talking about is God's people and what God wants for us. Let's pick back up in Ezekiel, starting in verse 20. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulders, and you thrust at all the weak with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey. I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them He shall feed them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God. My servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. So in this sheep category, last week we talked about the shepherds and the shepherd category, what God wants for his shepherds. This week we're talking just about the sheep, what God wants for his sheep. And in this sheep category, we see two types of sheep. There are two different kinds of sheep in the flock. And we're going to come to the church in a minute, but let's just focus on sheep, because sheep are fun. Um, We have the fat sheep and the lean sheep. What would cause one sheep to be fat while another sheep is lean? Maybe the sheep have different genes, you know, the Punnett square. One, uh, One sheep has a physiological makeup to be prone to be larger than the other sheep who is maybe inclined to be more leaner. But based on the reading, I don't think that's the case. Ezekiel says that the larger sheep are pushing the smaller ones aside. The sheep who are described as at, who have eaten a lot, they have become very great. Maybe their horns are very large. They have very broad shoulders. And those sheep who have been around uh, uh, the master's pasture for a long time, well, they need to continue to eat as much good grass as they can. And over time, inadvertently, they're shoving these leaner sheep aside. Maybe these leaner sheep are sheep who are new to the pasture. Maybe they are younger sheep. Maybe they're sheep who don't feel like they're a part of the flock at all. And these fat sheep are hurting others. What good is it if one sheep is full when another sheep remains hungry? From the master's perspective in this sheep image, he is mindful of the whole flock. The master is not 
looking at the flock, hoping for a few prized sheep so he could take them to the county fair. The master is mindful of the whole flock. He does not desire for a few good sheep to be great sheep, while the rest of the flock withers. And the rest of the flock withers when the sheep who have a lot are not, are not giving to the sheep who have a little. That's the sheep image. I'm just talking about sheep there. But let's turn to the church. Are there two different types of Christians in the church? Are there Christians who are fat, so to speak, and Christians who are lean? Over time, as Christians become more spiritually mature, do they sometimes become spiritually selfish? And maybe they become more focused on what, what am I getting out of my relationship with God and not so much concerned about what the sheep or, the, sorry, the Christians around us are, are getting. When there are lean sheep, maybe you identify as a sheep that's lean. Maybe you see yourself as a sheep who is, is left wanting Maybe if the lean sheep would just stand up, right? Maybe if the lean sheep would get more involved. Maybe if the, if the lean sheep would really ask more of what they can do, maybe they wouldn't be pushed to the side. Maybe if the shepherds would say something to the fat sheep and say, hey, fat sheep, why don't you do more for these lean sheep? Maybe if the shepherd said, hey, lean sheep, here's where the good food is. If you'll come over here, you'll be able to, you'll be able to grow in your faith. Maybe that's, maybe that's what the lean sheep need. But in the church, just like with sheep, there are some flock behaviors that have great influence. Like I said earlier, I think the sheep might have greater influence on their fellow sheep and even the shepherds do. We're going to come back to the church, and we're going to come back to Ezekiel chapter 34 in just a moment. But I want to consider actual sheep and how they behave in, in their flocks. On a basic level, sheep thrive most when they are in a flock. You might not have known that about sheep. You might have been able to figure that out on your own. But did you know that when a sheep finds itself in isolation, when a sheep is away from the flock for whatever reason, when a sheep is, when a sheep thinks that it's on its own, its levels of anxiety are higher. And its levels of fear are higher. And I think this is the most interesting one. When a sheep is by itself, its levels of hunger are higher. A sheep becomes hungrier when it's by itself. Sheep and their framework have this need to be a part of a flock in order to survive. This is because sheep rely on sheep for two things. The first thing that sheep rely on sheep for is direction. But they also rely on sheep for eating or what to eat. Here's just a couple more interesting things about sheep. At least I think they're interesting. And if you can imagine, these are interesting about Christians as well. Having the right erection is a big deal for a sheep. 
If a sheep does not have a flock, it will be forced to wander off. If a sheep does not have a flock that is leading them in the right direction, it will be forced to wander off. And when that sheep is wandering, guess what it's searching for? Guess what that sheep is searching for when it's off wandering by itself? It's looking for the right path. It's looking for the way to get back to the flock. And if you just take a step back and you see the sheep by itself in the mountain range or in the valley, and you're like, sheep, why are you so helpless? Look how, look how reckless that sheep is being. Look at the situation that that sheep has put itself in. But the truth is that sheep that's wandering by itself is just looking for a way back to the flock. And it doesn't know where to go. So it's going to keep wandering in the mountains and the valleys. When a sheep is in a flock, the sheep knows where it's headed. The flock will move together for the most part. When there are lots of sheep together, the flock will stay together. And that's one of the reasons why such a large number of sheep can be herded by just one shepherd. Because the shepherd doesn't have to lead all hundreds and hundreds of sheep. The shepherd just has to lead a few. And those few will inadvertently lead the rest of the sheep. Isn't that interesting? But the flock doesn't just show the sheep where to go. It doesn't just show the sheep a direction. The flock also shows sheep what to eat as well. When sheep are in isolation, they don't just wander by themselves looking for a home. Sheep will actually become so stressed when they're in isolation that they will begin to ignore their hunger cues. Sheep when they're alone, will become so anxious, so afraid that they're by themselves, that they will be walking right by the green pasture. And they will be walking right beside the still water. But because they're so anxious, because they're so afraid of the situation that they're in, they won't realize how hungry they are. And they won't realize how thirsty they are. When the sheep loses its flock, it loses its, its direction, its way that it's going, but it also loses, literally loses its source of food. If a sheep doesn't have other sheep to tell it where to eat, it becomes so worked up that it forgets that it's supposed to eat at all. And when a sheep is in isolation, when it's off alone, when it's lost, the likelihood that that sheep is going to die early skyrockets. Sheep are, sheep are much safer in the flock. Last week we talked about how important the shepherds are. Sheep need good shepherds in order to survive and thrive. But sheep also need sheep. Sheep need hello sheep. And in Ezekiel 34 and in other places in the Bible, God ma- ma- masterfully uses this image of his people as sheep because we have a lot in common with sheep because you just like sheep kind have a great deal of influence on other Christians you need other Christians in order to know where to go in order to know what to eat in order to remember to eat but you also have a meaningful influence on other Christians as well Hopefully we can see the parallels between the sheep and the church. When someone is lost, when someone is away from, away 
from the flock, so to speak, and they're living a reckless life. They haven't given up. They're just trying to find a purpose. And they're grasping at straws in the place that they've found themselves in, really just trying to find a way back home, trying to find direction. And when someone is lost like that, what they need is a flock. What they need is good Christians who will not shove them aside, but instead who will pull them back in. When someone is lost and they're hungry and thirsty, they start to turn to addictions and they start to start to rely on bad relationships and bad friendships. And we might look at that situation and think, how does that person not know that those things are bad for them? Don't they know that living in that world is, is going to kill them? That person's still hungry. That person is still spiritually thirsty. But just like the sheep, when you're in isolation, you become so frantic and anxious that you might be walking beside the green pasture in the still water and have no idea because you can't see it. When people are lost like that, what they need is a flock. They need brothers and sisters in Christ who are going to pull them in to keep them in the pasture. Good Christians who will eat and drink with them. If you are not one of the lost sheep, if, if you are a lost sheep, God is searching for you with his shepherds and with his sheep, and he's personally searching for you through his son Jesus. But if you're one of the sheep who remain, maybe you're one of the fat sheep, you might be a lean sheep who remain still, God is asking you to be mindful of the sheep who are around you, of, of the ones around you who are lean, who might be at risk of becoming lost. Also, mindful of the ones who have ever been home. There's a lot of different ways that you can do this to be mindful of the Christians around you, to be mindful of the sheep around you, but it doesn't have to be a big, grand gesture of uh, uh, doing something large to encourage those who are in need, but it's while you're eating, looking up from looking up from your spiritual plate, so to speak, and asking, what can I give to other people as well? Last week, we talked about how the shepherds are asked to spiritually nourish the sheep, to keep the sheep accountable, and to help bring back sheep who are lost. The exact same things are asked of the sheep who remain as well. How you walk, where you are walking, matters to the sheep around you whether or not you realize that you might be leading sheep behind you. How you're eating, how you are engaging with the word, how you are worshiping, it doesn't just matter to you, it matters to the sheep who are around you. It matters to your brothers and sisters. Because whether or not you realize that you might be leading them one way or another, regardless of if you're a sheep or a shepherd, you can have meaningful influence on, the, on your brothers and sisters in Christ. And in fact, Jesus invites us to really care about our brothers and our sisters. Yes, the shepherd is called to do these things as well, watching out for the sheep, but the sheep might be more influential than the shepherd. The most influential thing for a sheep 
one who is lean, or maybe one who is lost, is not the shepherd shouting at him and saying, hey, there's food over here. The most influential thing for the sheep who are lost and who are lean is other sheep saying, here's the food that I've found. Here's how you can eat it as well. Sheep are social creatures, and they're certainly positive ways that sheep can influence other sheep in the flock, but that is not where the similarities with Christians and sheep end. Sheep can also have a negative influence on the flock. The year was 2006 in eastern Turkey, and there is a region where large shepherds, large sheep flocks roamed the countryside. They don't have fences around their flocks. The sheep are free to roam these large areas, and the sheep are able to respond well to their shepherd when they hear the voice, they know the right way to go. But one day, the shepherd went out looking for his sheep in the pasture where he expected to find him, and he didn't see his sheep. He had just over 400 sheep. So he he goes out looking for his 400 sheep. That's a lot more impressive than just leaving 99 to look for the one. He's looking for 400. Um, he goes out there to look for the sheep. He's, he's looking in the valleys, and he's looking in the mountains, and he gets to a ravine, and he sees the sheep edging towards this cliff. He's just close enough to where he can see the flock, but just far away to where if he were to shout, they wouldn't be able to hear him. And the shepherds watch as those 400 sheep walk right off the cliff and die. The whole herd killed off the edge of that cliff. The reason that those sheep were wandering that far, and the reason that those 400 sheep jumped off the cliff is because the shepherd saw one sheep out in front who jumped first. When they got close enough to see the flock, they weren't able to say anything. And truthfully, if the shepherd would have said anything at all, sheep are heavily influenced by other sheep. And when one sheep says, this is safe, this is the right way to go, sometimes other sheep will follow. An incredibly sad story, but it was not an accident. He knew exactly why it happened. As Christians, we have a responsibility to be mindful of the people who are in our lives, to be mindful of the people that God has placed around us, to be mindful of the people who we have been placed around. And when you see a stray sheep, when you see someone who is lost, someone who is lean, somebody who has never come home at all, instead of saying, where are the shepherds? Why won't the shepherds help that sheep out? Instead of saying, isn't someone going to do something for that person? Isn't someone going to tell them that that's not the right way for them to go? Instead, we need, to, we need to realize that there's something that you can do for that stray sheep as well. And whether or not you realize it, you might be leading a flock 
of sheep behind you in the wrong direction. Listen, sheep need good shepherds. We talked about that last week, and shepherds have a great deal of influence on the sheep. But shepherds need good sheep. The shepherd can only do so much. If the sheep are unwilling, if the sheep don't want to follow the shepherd who is hopefully trying to obey the orders of the master, regardless of how good the shepherd is, the sheep can still become lost. You might be a strong Christian. You might be a fat Christian, confident in your faith, confident in your assurance in Jesus. You have no doubt that you are living a good life and that one day when you die, you're going to get to heaven. And you're just coasting and cruising in that direction. You are just so confident. But if we're not mindful of those around us, other people who aren't where we are could be influenced right off the cliff. And we don't even realize. When someone is lost, maybe when you are lost, Instead of wondering where the shepherds, what that person might need is just another sheep who's willing to say, I know where the good food is. Let me show you. I know how to get back to the master's house. Let me show you. Fortunately, the image that's used in Ezekiel and is found throughout the Bible of God's people as the sheep isn't a perfect picture because even when the sheep are lost praise be to God Jesus came to this earth so that those sheep who were lost could be found and those sheep could be brought home we read earlier that when the time comes God himself will rescue his sheep and God himself will be the shepherd. He said that he would appoint David as the shepherd. What he's talking about is the line of David, the seed of David that would be Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate shepherd. But even though Jesus is calling us back, he's trying to rescue us, he's done the work necessary for us to be home again with our father, there are still many sheep who are in a dangerous place. They're lost, and they're hungry, and they're feeling hopeless, and they might feel like they don't have anyone to turn to. Let me put it on your heart this morning, like Ezekiel does for the sheep who remain in chapter 34, to be mindful of the sheep around you who are lean, to be mindful of the Christians around you who are on the fringe, to be mindful of the Christians around you who are looking for home. They're looking for truth. They're looking for love. They're looking for peace. Let me put it on your heart to be mindful of what you are leading those sheep to, or if you are leading them at all. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will judge between the fat and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder and thrust at all the weak with your horns. I will rescue my flock, and they will no longer be a prey. This series is not meant to, to point fingers at anybody. This series is not meant to give anyone a guilt and say, man, I, I'm 
I'm not being the person I'm supposed to do. What it is supposed to do is it's supposed to look at what God desires of his sheep and his shepherds. And for you to ask yourself, am I following that desire? Am I being the shepherd that I'm called to be? Am I being the sheep who I'm called to be? But thank the Lord that even when I'm a bad sheep, even when I'm a poor shepherd, Jesus is still able to rescue us from the pits of our own making. There once was a man who owned a pasture. It was beautiful, lush, and rich, and he protected it so great. But over time, as the wolves are looking into that pasture and the evil forces are trying to set root in the heart of those sheep, and maybe the sheep are looking away from the shepherd, the sheep are looking away from the master, over time, any sheep become lost. But the owner of that sheep comes out from his house. Regardless of what the shepherds have done or haven't done, regardless of what the sheep are doing or aren't doing, the shepherd, the master, comes out from his house so that his sheep can come home. And if you've never become a Christian, you need to know that God is inviting you home. He's inviting you to become and accept the person that you are created to be, made in his image, a part of his, his pasture. If you need to be baptized, if you need to accept the good news of Jesus, we would love to help make that happen. We would love for you to come home and be a lost sheep no more. If you're one of the sheep who remain, and lately you felt like maybe your faith has been a little selfish, and you're looking at the sheep who are around you and you're saying, I really haven't had a good influence on any sheep at all. And maybe there are sins in your life that have kept you from caring about the sheep that are around you. Whatever it is, if you need to ask for the prayers of your brothers and sisters, we would love to do that with you as well. Regardless of where you are in the sheep journey, a lost sheep, a lean sheep, a sheep who is at and remains a sheep who used to be home and is gone again, Jesus wants you home. And he's done the work so that you can make that happen. If you have any need this morning, won't you make it known right now as we stand and we sing?